Welcome to Car Thoughts, episode 11. Um, thanks to all of you guys out there in the internet world. Hello, neighbors. Um, if you're still listening, glad you're still around. This weekend, I had the opportunity to drive a 2019 BMW 530XI. So this is BMW's mid-range model. It has a turbocharged four-cylinder engine. I think it puts out something like 250 horsepower, 248, and some torque. And it's an all-wheel drive model. It's a big car. It's, um, you know, I always think back to the E39 chassis, five series models, and um, those cars were right size, right amount of luxury, right amount of sport, just a, a beautiful blend of luxury and sport. True definition of a sports sedan, luxury sports sedan. My mom had a 528, maybe like a 99. I drove an E39 M5, one of the later editions. It was a beautiful drive, and I've sampled various models in between. And now we come to the 2019 model, and it's a uh, recent redesign. It looks similar to the last one, but it is new interior, beautiful material choices. And I don't think I drove a particularly high-spec one. It was an Enterprise rental vehicle. That I got returned, but I had a chance to spend some time in it, and a couple things stand out to me. It's quick and it's smooth, like the six-cylinder. Um, the six-cylinder BMWs and line six are notoriously smooth, notoriously brilliant. They, they zing when they rev. They, they make good sounds. You know, it's a good motor, strong motor. They've always been on par with the class as far as power and responsiveness. They, BMW is first and foremost an engine. I mean, they make fantastic engines. And the six-cylinder is no slouch. Neither is the four-cylinder that we found in our uh, our test car. It was responsive, it was fast, and in, interestingly enough, and I'm not sure if this is a result of sound being piped in or whatever the case may be, it sounds more raspy than it is. You don't feel the vibration through the car. You know, it, there's no weird spots in the rev range. It, it gets kind of linear um, while it's revving up. It's responsive. It's just as stout as a six-cylinder was back in the day in this car. Um, it lacks emotion. You know, it just goes about its business. Turbo fours are ubiquitous. I work for a Volkswagen franchise currently, and there's 1.8 and 1.4 liter and 2 liter turbos all across the lineup, and they get the job done. They're reasonably fuel efficient. They're in different states of tune, give different results, so they're quicker in the GTI models and the Jetta GLIs, and they're more utilitarian, still responsive in some of the um, lower model Passats and Jettas, but they're just kind of ho-hum, boring engines. They don't make a good sound. You know, they're not fun to rev out particularly. You know, they they just kind of go about their business. And BMW engines don't do that. Turbo 4 feels like a Turbo 4 in this car, I will say that. Um, Pretty on the outside. It looks handsome. It's not overtly styled. It's not crazy. BMW knows who they're playing to. And I feel like they're trying to move up market a little bit within the um, model range, the 5 Series model range. You know, what's interesting, I did a... uh, driving impression video and I have to figure out what medium I'll be able to put and link the podcast up to the the actual visuals but I listened to myself talk on the driving impression and I you know it's fast and it does all the right things and this is the thing with modern cars in general modern luxury cars in general and I asked myself during that drive like 
it's nice it's a good car ostensibly like all the metrics line up all the safety and connectivity features line up but there's something lost in this translation of car and i'm not quite sure what it is like it's fine it goes fast it feels good it does all the right things but it's not necessarily wife's getting in the car hold on hey honey i'm doing my podcast i'll edit this out later oh wow look at you fabulous and it, it just goes about its business there's nothing particularly exciting there's nothing that makes you want to goad it and drive it harder you just you, you don't really get that and can't say you know the car is fine and, and kudos to bmw for being able to you know reinvent this stalwart of their line so many times over and over like i'm impressed you know i'm impressed with how far technology's come and another thing, you, you, you think with all this connectivity and technology and Bluetooth and everything else that we have, that we'd have better systems um, in IP. And, you know, I remember when Cadillac first came out with Q, everybody killed the Q system. They're still killing it. They kill haptic touch. And now it's all over these cars. The BMW has haptic touch, touchscreen, and iDrive. It's just overkill. And you still can't find the menus. I'm trying to set the vehicle up to launch it so we can give a real world acceleration feel and you have to navigate through menu and sub menu and sub menu to the port sports settings and then you have to figure out if you want to do their comfort or individual eco or set up your own dynamics or steering and suspension and all that and do we really need all this in a luxury car i watched a uh, joe rogan interview with chris harris and i'm still kind of in the middle of it one thing chris talks about is how luxury cars back in the day so a citroen you know dx that's set up correctly or or a big cadillac from the late 60s that's on a good road and it's just in for a highway slog these cars are luxury cars they felt like luxury cars they bounded down the road they had ample power but they weren't confused about what their mission was they were there to provide luxury so the interior accoutrements are there and the AC blows ice cold and it's quiet on the inside and it's a smooth ride and you don't get to where you're going, you're feeling fatigued. Why am I bouncing up and down in a $64,000 BMW? Now, I tried my best and I don't know the sticker, of course, and I'm sure Enterprise got it at some sort of fleet discount. But as I was able to spec this vehicle on BMW site, it came to like 64 grand. It might be off, who knows. What are we paying $64,000 where you can get these features in a Mazda. Like, seriously. Meanwhile, cars with real emotion, like the Cadillac CTSV. Now, I drove this thing at a Cadillac Ride and Drive probably about a year ago now. And why you don't need to be, honestly. The steering's fantastic. Um, rear-wheel drive balance is there. The car sounds good. It hustles. It flat out gets down. Stable in corners. Stable on, on exit. Um, power delivery delivery is linear and nobody knows anything about the 3.6 twin turbo but it just pulls in that car it's a fantastic motor you know it's kind of raspy but i like it you know it's not super refined but i like it the car's a sports sedan so we know that this vehicle airs on the side of sport the bmw just tries to be too many things to too many people Um, so yeah all in all it was a good car good experience with the car and in the car but what's a car if it doesn't move you and i wasn't moved all right, internets. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Car Thoughts. Uh, we're gonna continue our attempt to remain consistent with the episodes. Thanks to all you guys who continually tune in over all the platforms: Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, 
I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen at, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, big shout out to Anchor. Also, if you guys are into the show, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment on a podcast, whatever platform that you're on. It really you know, helps us do numbers. Um, we'll hope to be adding a video component of content soon. And uh, other than that, we'll talk. Drive tastefully. <laughs>